Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Effort Made podcast. I am Dave Priest, your host. Thank you so much for supporting and listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. This will be episode number one of many to come. For these first couple of episodes, I really wanted to focus on the music closest to my heart, and that is Detached Free California punk and hardcore scene. For me, this is where it all came together. I was brought up in Tatchby, met my friends in Tatchby, and ultimately joined a band, toured around, and made lasting memories in Tatchby. The Tatchby music scene, however small it was, has impacted many people in California and has inspired numerous others to start bands, make zines, and sing along. It's not very well documented and is not as old as the LA scene or Northern California scene, but it deserves it, and this is something that I wanted to try to accomplish. Again, thank you so much for supporting the show. I hope this episode inspires you, brings back memories, and encourages you to support your own local scene. So without further ado, on with the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Every Effort Made podcast. I'm your host, Dave Priest. Uh, thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast's very first episode. Uh, so for the first episode, I figured I would bring on Andy Diehard, whose name should be synonymous with the Tashri Hardcore scene. I would say no person has impacted the scene like Andy. He was, in my eyes, the originator of the scene started diehard youth and went on to inspire numerous other bands, people, and projects. Uh, I have known Andy since high school and he has continued to be a close friend and genuine inspiration. Uh, he's played in diehard youth, heart riot, with or without you. And most recently ill communication, ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome the show, the scene celebrity himself, uh, Mr. Andy diehard, Andy, welcome. What's up, man? <laughs> Did you like that intro? Scene celebrity of, there's no scene in Tatchby anymore, but. <laughs> Dude, well, you know, there's, there's still time for that, Andy. You know, I feel Very like. True. Very true. We, we might be old, but we're, we're, we're still trying, you know. <laughs> um, Dude, thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. Like the first one ever. And, and you seem like the appropriate appropriate guy to be on the show. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, stoked you're doing this, Dave. I mean, miss you a bunch, dude. Uh, but it's rad that we can reconnect like this and talk about some good old days. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. they're good old days for me. I don't know. <laughs> the old, I remember the good stuff. Yeah. No, I agree, dude. I agree. Uh, so I feel like I should have like the, the obligatory, um, dude, what, what was your first show? What was your first show of all times? Hardcore or just regular, you know, but like, what was it? Uh, probably like the first concert thing I ever went to, like when I was kids, dude, my parents would take us to like this, uh, this like rock Christian rock group, like called Petra. Oh yeah. I remember that. Like, and like, it was like kind of big time dude. Like, you know, like probably like 10,000 people's kind of thing, you know, like whatever you call that. Oh, wow. I remember that. I remember this dude named Carmen. He's pretty cheesy. He like would sing in a suit and stuff. (laughs) It's yeah. That that was probably my first ones of like actual, a concert, you know? Uh, Uh I remember 
in high school going to some punk shows at Jerry's, but like not really really knowing the bands because you know there was no internet, dude. So we just would like right some dude at the high school had a band and was like, oh, dude, let's go watch this band play and like whatever, dude. We like circle pitted or something like that and didn't even <laughs> don't had any recordings or anything like that, and we had no clue to how to go see a real band, you know? Yeah. When you when you saw that first uh that first concert like the christian the christian show dude like what were your feelings like what do you see that were you just like in awe or were you like this is lame or you like dude this is amazing you know like did that inspire you like you just wanted to move forward after that uh, i didn't inspire me to like want to be in a band like i like i liked the music you know like i grew up my dad always listened to like classic rock the beatles and and led zeppelin and stuff and oh yeah you know so like it was kind of like that style of music a little bit like maybe more of like butt rock like a little bit like Guns and Roses, E, like I don't, I don't even know uh-huh. what it sounds like, but like they were definitely like guitars, a hair band, you know, like yeah. Um, so it was cool, like because they had like a light show and all that, maybe some like pyrotechnics or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I definitely wasn't like, oh man, I want to do a band so bad. Like I don't, I never even got that until started going like hardcore shows and like real uh-huh. stuff and being like, oh man, like the interaction was like. It wasn't just like, oh, those are dudes that like the dudes in Petra or even some of the other shows, you know, as I grew up and kind of went to real concerts, you know, you go see like uh-huh. Blink-182 or The Offspring or The Green Day, you know, back then when they were kind of still small, but but big enough to where like they'd, they'd play big shows and we'd, we'd find out about it in Bakersfield. Um, yeah. They weren't like approachable dudes or nothing. So it didn't really... Uh, dawned on me to like even do a band until like started going to shows with Ryan and BJ Kingsbury. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, and then we're like, our buddies are in from Ohio. was like friends with like the dudes from 10 year fighties from Boston. And it was like, these dudes were hanging out with them and all of a sudden they're on the stage playing a show. And it was like, Whoa, like I was just talking to that guy. Like it's pretty rad, you know, like that's what kind of yeah. being able to be part of the show and all the kids, you know, being able to sing along and, all that. Sorry, my dogs are barking. Um, no, it's all good, dude. That's what uh, definitely inspired me to like want to do a band, just because you just do yeah. friends, you know, like get out there and yeah, do it. So that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I I totally know that feeling. You know, it's it's one of those things like you go to a show and you're just like, dude, this band is awesome. And you see the dudes after the show and they're just hanging out and you're like, wow, this is like. You know, this isn't Metallica. This is just like, you know, like an, an approachable guy that you could just go up to and be like, hey, man, nice show. Or, you know, and they were just normal people, you know, like they weren't put up on a pedestal, you know, that that's that's for me, dude. That was always huge, you know. Definitely. Let's let's for a minute, like, let's talk about Tatchby. Um, just because uh, for other folks listening uh, that may not be familiar, I mean, obviously it's a very small town. Uh, it's uh, there's like fourteen thousand people in Tatchby around there. Yeah, that sounds right. Roughly. That includes uh, like and all that. Yeah, dude, totally. Yeah. And it's it's like about thirty five, roughly thirty five uh, miles from Bakersfield or so, if I remember correctly, thirty five miles around right. there. Yeah. Uh, it's like 20 miles from the Mojave Desert. Um, would you say like two hours from L.A., give or take? Yeah, easy. Yeah, two hours from L.A. 
About four to five to San Diego. Yeah, four to San Diego, five to Frisco, three to Fresno, something like that. So, like, strategically speaking, I mean, you could definitely reach all these places. I mean, it's not like some places in California where it's like, you want to go to LA, you're screwed. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take you hours to get there. You know, it was one of these things like, you could end up in LA in two hours pretty comfortably or, you know, maybe San Diego. It might take you a little bit longer depending on traffic and whatnot. But like, dude, like when did you, have you lived uh, in Tashby your whole life? Did you guys move there when you were really young? Uh, yeah, uh, I grew up here. My, I think I was born in Bakerfield. Maybe my parents just moved to Tashby. Um, and then yeah, I grew up here, lived here until I went to the military. And then I was in the Air Force for couple of years up in Sacramento, um, Beale Air Force Base, which is kind of between Chico and Sacramento, probably like two hours from, uh, hour and a half, two hours from San Francisco, then 45 minutes from Sacramento. Um, then I came back and then uh, lived in Bakersfield for about a year while I was doing the fire academy, me and my wife, and then moved back to Tashville when that was done and been here ever since. So like you remember, like I, I moved there when I was like 10 or so from um, Thousand Oaks and dude, there was one, there was one stoplight, if I remember correctly, you know, there was like, it was like really barren, you know, I mean, there was, there was nothing going on. So, I mean, I, I think that kind of leads into like the actual idea of hardcore and shows in Tash because I mean, really like. What what kind of shows were happening before any type of any type of shows that you would consider punk or hardcore? I mean, really, like, would there be just random, you know, like hippie jam bands hanging? You know, like there was no <laughs> there was no real shows in Tashby at all. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, uh, dude, I don't remember ever. Maybe like one time going to a, a buddy's house because a couple of dudes in high school. Uh, when I was in high school, started a band that I kind of hung out with, but it was more like they were trying to be like Pearl Jam or like something like that. So I, I wasn't totally into it, but like, it was cool just to go, like they played like a house show or something like that. So like, that was the only, trying to think that's the only show that I remember going to in Tatchby, like as a, as a kid before, like punk and stuff. Um, right. There might've been that kind of stuff going on, but like, yeah. Like when I was in high school, man, I don't, I don't remember anyone having like a cool punk band or anything like that. Like uh-huh. even people were, you know, into that stuff. Like even like a a bad religion or like a crusty band or anything, nothing, man. There was sure. like definitely, and I had no idea what hardcore was in high school. Like mm-hmm. I heard of the Misfits and you know Dead Kennedys and stuff, but uh, nothing. No, like you know, we weren't all like jamming Ether Today and stuff here. That was yeah, way later. Yeah. I, I understand, dude. I mean, uh, I I think when I was there, my real experience of, of bands was like, dude, like watching Die Hard play, uh, you know, uh, like dude in the cafeteria or something, you know, having like a battle of the bands type thing, you know, and, and like local bands like that, you know, uh, some of those like early uh punk bands that were or, or they were trying to be punk bands, at least that were that were coming up when Die Hard was really coming up, you know? 
Dude, yeah. So there really, I mean, there wasn't much going on music-wise in Tatchby. I mean, it's like that, that I was aware of, you know, or you'd have to go to Bakersfield. You have to go somewhere else, you know, something like that. Can you tell me a little bit like how, I mean, how Die Hard really got started, right? So I think I, I wasn't there when the band originally got started. I was kind of, uh, I was kind of a, a replacement. I replaced someone, uh, Chad Sixton, shout out Chad Sixton. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, can you give us a little bit of, a um, little bit of history about that? Yeah. Um, basically like the, the, origins of dire youth was uh so my I, ryan and bj kingsbury these two dudes i grew up with you know them people listening to this probably know them if they're from tatchby um kingsbury's pretty much run tatchby um but uh i went to the air force and we were already into punk rock and stuff because we were skateboarding and you know we we're listening to all this music and we had our friends in ojai california these dudes that uh ryan's parents grew up with and we'd, we'd go skateboard with those guys and stuff. And, um, like I said, one of those dudes was kid Zarian. He, uh, hung out with our friend, Matt Stalins. Um, and Zarian moved from Boston to, uh, Ojai. And oh yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we were just, we'd be hanging out, you know, and I, I remember hanging out with Zarian and him talking about like, you straight edge. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. You know, like, <laughs> no, you know, so whatever that kind of happened. Some of that stuff kind of started seeping in. And then, then, uh, Ryan moved to England for a little bit and I went into the air force. Um, and, uh, when I think I came back from, yeah, so I came back. Oh, that's what it was. So anyway, so come back from my, uh, being in boot camp and fire school for the air force. And, uh, those guys while I was gone, you know, like whatever, they're sending me tapes and stuff like, Oh, cool, man. Like getting some, you know, new music, whatever. And so like I had these tapes of music, which I didn't really know who was what, you know, it's written on a blank cassette tape, like a mixtape. So, uh, when I came back from boot camp and stuff, those dudes had been going to like, started going to shows with, with all the, the dudes from Ojai. And so when I came back, I can't remember what show we went to. We went to a couple shows. I, I want to say it was some tenured fight or maybe Bane. Oh, wow. Someone from Boston was out. Um, and we went to the shows and like, oh, that was like kind of like my first taste of like a hardcore show, you know, like went to like the laser star and saw like whatever dude, uh, uh, stand your ground. I think played, uh, they're, they're one of the first shows I remember going to and like kids just like going off, you know, like, Oh yeah. Bob Jones like beat up a security guard. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ryan for dead, like they did a butt slam set and he just did a bunch of covers and like the security dude chased him around. Like <laughs> it like, was like rad, you know, and then went to a couple other shows, like maybe a showcase show. And, uh, with all these dudes and like every show was like, we're going and with the guys from Ohio, we're all meeting up. And, and, and I had a group of friends from Tashby here, like Larry Televiti and big Dan and, and Matt and like these, these kids that we already knew and we skated with and they all kind of, gravitated to the to the hardcore thing you know so like we were all rolling to these shows with like six or seven of us and then we meet our ohi buddies and they had buddies so like just you know made the whole experience pretty rad like and so one day me and ryan were just i don't even know what we're doing we're messing around we're like dude we should start a band i was like yeah dude i'll learn how to play the bass and uh so like we we took those we made like diehard shirts and uh those diehard youth crew ones the first shirts like 
in like mm. 98 or something like that. Like there was no band or nothing like that. But we we're like, dude, let's just make shirts and like took like some fake pictures of us, like jumping around <laughs> with equipment, like guitars and stuff. And like, <laughs> there's another shirt. It's like super ugly, but it's like a picture of me and Ryan on the back. Like Ryan's like singing and I think he's like all X'd up and like, I got a bass in my hand or something. I don't, I don't even know what it, what it was, but it's like, we made these shirts and, uh, the Dire Youth Crew shirts are still dope, man. They got like the rap bones on them and stuff. But oh yeah, yeah. The other shirts like super ugly. Just use some like font that was like monster font with like this stuff dripping <laughs> off it from like Photoshop or not even Photoshop. It was like a print shop or something. So that's basically how the idea of starting a band, the Dire band, kind of was like, all right, dude, like let's do that. And so <laughs> probably a year or so goes by, and that's when I was living in Sacramento, and I was just going to shows by myself, dude. Like. I just find shows because they had the rev board back then. And I just, Oh yeah. I just go to shows by myself, dude. And like take pictures. I was too afraid to like sing along or like anything. So I just like take pictures and stuff and like mm-hmm. hang out. I made some friends, dude. Like that's where I met like Mikey hood. Like he was super cool. He's kind of sketchy, but like there's, <laughs> there's pictures <laughs> of like, Mikey hood wearing a freaking diehard you sweater. Like when he, when that big skinhead fight went down, like, those dudes, a couple of those dudes, even like the, the senior dude from uh, AFI liked my shirt, dude. And he's like, oh, I like that shirt. So I was like, oh, man, I gave him one because I do was at shows like all the time. Like, so I was going to shows, like giving out these shirts, whatever. And like we made cheesy stickers, just putting them everywhere. And uh, uh-huh. so that was like the beginning of Die Hard Youth. And then uh, that's supposed to be me and Ryan. And we didn't know who else was going to be in the band. No one knew how to play instruments or nothing. But uh, <laughs> came back. And I moved back to uh, California, or not California, moved back to the Tatchby area and was at Edwards Air Force Base. And that's when I met like Chad and, and Terrence and Eric. They already had like a little cheesy band. Um, and uh, I kind of talked them into like, hey, dude, let's like, like do this like hardcore band, like do this little show. And that's when we did that first show in my backyard. And that's when like our band was New Thugs on the Block. <laughs> we did, like, two shows yeah. under that band name. Like we did like whatever. I don't even remember, dude, like a Pennywise song and like hanging tough. We wrote hanging tough, the classic. Oh man. Biggest song ever. But that's where that came from. And like those dudes just already had a bunch of friends. And it was like, I think the, it just, it was like the perfect timing dude of like that, those two shows happened and it was like, man, like let's really do a band, you know? And then of course, like a week later I got shipped to, to uh, Kuwait. So, uh-huh. It was like, all right, man, I'm going to go. I guess I'll see you guys when I get back. <laughs> I was gone for like six months or whatever. And they, they kind of wrote some songs. They, they, they did their other band. Like at this time there was, there's, there were shows going on in Bakersfield. Like we're seeing like, I think it was like sick of it all. And some, some other like cool bands were coming through Jerry's pizza, but just not very many, you know, like not even once a month, there'd be like a rad, like hardcore show. Like we were in the mm-hmm. hardcore. You know? so, like I didn't, we didn't mess with no more like pop punk. Like that was like, whack. right. Yeah. Or whatever. Looking back, it was like, I don't know why, but whatever. I was into like, you know, if it wasn't hardcore, then I don't know, you know, I wasn't sure if I could even listen to it. Like mm-hmm. just whatever. So into hardcore. And then, uh, when I got back from Kuwait, uh, those, those dudes have been playing like sh- random shows, like in chat and then when they're other band and a couple other dudes, like I think Brian Schmidt had a band, like, there's some mm-hmm. other bands going around, um, like more like the poppy punk stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there was a band, I think they're called like close to home. I think they're called or something like that. Yeah, from, that's like, right. From Tatchby, those guys, like I knew those guys, like Danny Sturk's a cool dude. I can't remember the other guys, but like 
remember going to like one of their practices and watching them and being like, oh, it's kind of like just bum, dude, because I wanted it to be like harder. But uh, uh-huh. they were cool. And I was like, all right, let's do this show. So like, I think we did like a show at a, maybe we even like did a show at a Jerry's Pizza. I think maybe, maybe that's the first one we got on. Like maybe they hooked us up with our first show at Jerry's Pizza. But uh, mm-hmm. so that was the first like legit diehard show probably was at like Jerry's Pizza. Or, and you know, actually it was at, it was at a, this is a bad like talk show, but uh, we played a, a house. I think oh. it was Nathan, Nathan Happerfield's house. Dude, this like house party. Like, hey, come play. And, like, dude, we were just, I was pumped to play anything, dude. And those guys seemed pumped to play. And like, they wanted to play shows, but they didn't really have the initiative to like do it with their other band. So it's right. like, you know, so we, <laughs> we played a couple house shows. And then I think we recorded that demo with uh, Brian, uh, Brian White. Yeah. No. Yeah, Brian White. Yeah. Was it? So with Brian and, and Lee and, and uh, Steve Hall helped or whatever, and we did that demo. Super good <laughs> demo. Uh, and then by, so by the time we played Bakersfield, Jerry's, I think we already had a, the little demo out. So That's awesome, man. Well, that's kind of how it came about. It was like me and Ryan basically like making some stuff up, dude. Like, a, you know, hey, we should do this. And then it kind of came to a point and – I was like, dude, I like stole the name. Basically Ryan was, Ryan had gotten married and like probably already had a kid. Like he was, he was uh, working for the fire department and stuff, the Bakersfield fire department. So he wasn't going to be able to do it. So I was like, let's just take this name. It's too good to not do it, to not, to not use. So mm-hmm. yeah, shirts dude. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, what was it? What were, when you were playing these shows, like these backyard shows and stuff like that, I mean, like, were kids like, what the heck's going on? You know, like, what was their reaction to this? Like other, like the, the people watching and the people participating, like, were they just like, you know, what is going on? You know, like, I'm sure that was different for some folks, you know, like there was probably kids that were just pumped. Like there's just a band playing and I'm pumped, but you know, I mean, what, what was other people's reactions? Like when you were playing these shows? I don't really remember like, like the, I mean, like the, uh, basically had like a built-in fan base kind of right, right from the get-go, dude. Uh-huh. We had, uh, started doing the show, you know, got the band together. It's like, dude, we, we would have a, we'd have a band practice usually at Chad's, uh, his garage or whatever. And like all these dudes would just come over and like hang out and like mosh in the garage, dude. And like mm-hmm. sing along with band practice. So it was like, and those kids kind of went to like a couple shows, like right away, dude. Once I moved back to Tashkey, I was like, I'm taking, I'm going to shows still, like in Chain Reaction, um, Showcase, all that stuff. You know, we're, we're going to shows wherever we can, and I'm just taking as many kids as I can in my car. And then other kids started driving. So, like, kids were seeing like real shows and hardcore right. dudes piling up dog piles and like moshing, mm-hmm. you know, and like, um, so right away they, they wanted, you know, they're mimicking that stuff, you know, like right. we we're seeing guys floor punching. Like they were literally like throwing change on the ground and picking it up. Like, <laughs> and like, you know, like looking back, it was so cheesy, but it was also pretty rad. Cause it was like, it was just like, we had no clue. Nobody had any clue about right. being a band or like being a scene or Mm-hmm. You that goes to shows, you know, like it was just like, it was so fun. And like, uh, 
I guess, I guess naive, just like everything was cool. You know, like, yeah, we didn't really care. Like we'd go see one week we'd go, you know, we'd go see life's halt dude play with whoever dude, like, and then the next night, maybe even dude, we'd go see some face down bands that band overcome or whoever dude, like, no, yeah. it was all cool to us, dude. Like we, we didn't care. It's like, there was no like, Oh man, like that's metal. And like, as, as I, as I, you know, went to more shows and listened to more music. I kind of like certain bands like that. Like, you know, I really didn't care to listen to some of those heavy, like the more metally like face down stuff, but like mm-hmm. still like I was, we were pumped to go see, you know, point of recognition dude with the two singers and the dude, you know, he sang on our record when we first recorded it. Like, yeah. Cool dudes. Like looking back on the music now, I'm like, man, how do I ever like, I definitely don't like that music now. Like that style. <laughs> But at the time, it was just, I wanted all of it, you know, like yeah. it was heavy, it was fast, you know, like whatever, dude, it was, it was hardcore, you know, like it wasn't, you know, and then even like when face to face and, or not face to face, but, uh, saves the day and like the movie life and, and fast, right. break, that was kind of cool. Cause it like, oh, there's like melodic stuff too, you know, like, mm-hmm. so that opened the door, but, uh, back to what you're asking, sorry, is, uh, yeah, dude, like the shows were cool. Cause people would just, well, you'd be at a house show in Tashby and there'd be like 30 people there. And yeah, so it gave a lot of people opportunity to like jump in and start moshing or like mm-hmm. you know, along from the get go. They weren't, there was no like, oh, like, you know, you go to a big show at the showcase, dude, you're afraid you're going to get your head stepped on or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, so by the time we, we all started rolling the big shows like that, when Die Harder plays, like kids are just going off. So that's right. So that's it didn't true. Really, it, you know, so I think the, there wasn't very many like legit bystanders. Like even like, even a lot of the girls would come and they, they were down to their circle pit in there, like running around, you know, like it was just fun, dude. And like mm-hmm. very uh, all inclusive. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, I remember, I remember some of those shows, man. And I was like, Oh, I'll go and check it out. And dude, you guys would have a diehard would have like, there would be like 30 people there for you guys, you know, at these small shows, you know, like just everybody would in, in, in a lot of young people in Tashby would just show up, you know, like it was like, it was on dude. And I was like, where did all these people come from? You know, like I felt like, you know, these people knew something that I didn't know, you know, I was like, how, what's going on here? You know, um, it was remarkable. And, and the beauty of that, it seemed like, and, and this leads into my next question about, when you guys would go and play other places, you know, like you guys would have like a caravan of people, you know, you know, you guys might play, gosh, I remember in Fresno or Sacramento or some of those shows and we'd still have, you know, a bunch of people from Tatchby show up. So it's like, there was already a crew, like the support was real high, you know, which was something, you know, like, and, and, uh, you know, that, that leads me into, developing relationships with other bands in other scenes, you know, like specifically like Oxnard, you know, and stuff like that, you know, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, uh, how, how that developed? Yeah. So basically for the, the Oxnard thing, um, when, when, uh, Dyer first started playing, dude, I, we just wanted to play everywhere, dude. So like, and really I would say probably, we didn't do a crazy amount of stuff. Like we played shows, but like a lot of shows we played before you got in the band, were just like wherever do we're like playing a church one week. We're playing a freaking, uh, Kern Valley freaking mule days in a bar. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
with some like crazy stuff with Rick and JJ's band uh, and, and Jose's band. Uh, Vitamin X. Vitamin X. Yeah, like, dude, just like going on these little, like, we thought it was cool and it was cool. You know, we're just like all of us in one band, like going to play Fresno with those dudes and like, uh huh. We didn't, you know, like, so we didn't care. You know, we weren't playing like a ton of like what I would consider like legit hardcore shows just because mm-hmm. we were just playing what, like, so whatever, dude, like people's backyards, freaking basements. And then, uh, kind of met the, the Oxnard dudes. Uh, I'm seeing in control at, at, uh, the PCH. Oh yeah. You're getting the demo from Zach. And, uh, I had met Corey, uh, from carry on like a long time ago. Like maybe that's, maybe that's the show we saw at laser star. But, uh, anyways, when Ryan and BJ lived in San Luis Obispo, went up there and hung out with just some like hardcore dudes. And like, actually met Ryan from carry on that day. We we're like skating at this like little park. Huh. So kind of those dudes and like they were selling seven inches. And so like, I think that might've been like, one of the first seven inches I bought was the carry on stabbed in your face one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the there, but like they were cool dudes and we're going to go to their show. And I'm like, yeah, I want to support these dudes. Like, so I bought their record, you know? And like, um, so like, that's kind of how I met those guys. And, and Corey was in standard ground. Maybe then maybe he wasn't mm-hmm. even carrying it. He was in standard ground. So, uh, went and saw him play. And so I kind of knew them a little bit. And like at that time, dude, I had a good memory. So like, I would, you know, I, I would know who, and they might not remember me, but like, I remembered like those dudes being cool. Like they, mm-hmm. I just met them. And they were cool, you know? And like, these guys are hardcore dudes. They're in a band and they're being cool. You know, another one of those factors of like why I wanted to do a band because dudes in hardcore bands were cool and nice, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I knew that they're a bunch of dicks, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how I kind of met some of those guys. And then, uh, like with Zach, like, yeah, I met, I, I mean, went, I met Zach at that, uh, PCA show. I doesn't remember. I bought a demo off him. And then like, I had already kind of started doing some, um, shows at Jerry's dude. Like we played a couple shows and like that dude, Nate was pumped dude. Cause like we had the built in, you know, 30 yeah. kids show at Jerry's pizza. Yeah. Kind of jamming around going off. Like was mm-hmm. looked like, a show, you know, and like people in Bakersfield started like going like, Oh, this is cool dude. Like what, what are these kids doing? So, mm-hmm. um, and I just thought I want to play shows and like, I wanted to play a show with like collision, you know, like they're from, right. uh, they're from Orange County, whatever. And that dude Vic was like super cool. Um, still a cool dude. Um, so like, I think the first, one of the first shows I booked was like with collision and they came out and played and like the kids from Tashby were like down, dude, like bought everything, you know, like they're super yeah. pumped that this band came and played in there, you know, and basically the closest thing to our town at that time. So, yeah, I think a couple word got out a little bit. And so then after that, I think I invited in control to come out and, uh, probably carry on. Dude. I think, I think I booked carry on probably like 15 times at Jerry's and they only played like twice, but <laughs> we're going through some member stuff, whatever. But, uh, I definitely like, that might even been. So then after, uh, in control came out, maybe in control and whatever it takes came out, like played at Jerry's and like basically just kind of, we hit it off dude. And like, Oxford and Tash, we got a lot of, uh, similarities, like just like culturally diverse, like kind of like, you know, like we're definitely not like super fancy orange County, you know, like we were yeah. dressed makeup on and like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever dude, wearing skinny jeans. Like yeah. think of the Oxnard dudes, like, you know, um, Ryan, 
you know, mm-hmm. for that super cool dude, uh, yeah. Albert, Albert, you know, oh, yeah. Albert, all those dudes that like were just super cool from the get go. Mm-hmm. And then like the dudes from hit the deck, like Jordan and, and Pat, like I specifically meet, remember meeting them dude. Like, uh, cause they, they were kind of like, it kind of, they were kind of like, like, I would say like me, like, you know, they were, they were going to any shows. They were going to the face down shows. They're going to like these Christian shows, but like, that's not the music they wanted to, to listen to or play. You know, they're just going to these shows. Yeah. When we were talking to Jordan or meeting him, uh, cause he had went to a show at Jerry's pizza. He just came out and like, and then I met him at, I think at, at, the, at, uh, the showcase and he's like, Oh, you're that dude from Die Hard Youth. And we talked, you know, and then they ended up started doing a band, but those guys came around a bunch. Um, and, uh, so I think between them, the, the, those dudes, and then like, yeah, like the Oxnard dudes, like, you know, uh, I don't remember all of them, but you know, definitely Albert was definitely a big one. Just like super cool dudes. Like the guys from whatever it takes were cool. Um, and then like all the, all those dudes, man, were just always like, they're just cool from the get one dude. Like, like if I'm being real, like dire youth kind of sucked as a band, dude, like big time, you know, like, <laughs> I don't think any of those dudes were like, yo, this band's cool. Like, I really yeah. like this. Like, I want to, you know, I just think they were like, well, this band, like, <laughs> when they heard it, they're probably like, this band sucks. But like, <laughs> dudes, like, and we would go to their shows, you know, like we would. Yeah. Oh, hey, those kids were, those kids from that, that band are here at the show in Ventura or Tashby, you know, or at a living room, dude. Like, mm-hmm. Barbara, we're like, we, we, you know, it, definitely would go see and control play whenever they, whenever they were playing, you know? And then, uh, you know, I, so I think that those dudes just saw us around kind of like, we're like, Oh, respect dude. Like mm-hmm. kids like are down. Like we'd go to the Shea cafe, dude, and watch them play and then drive home. That's like, you know, a six yeah. hours driving, you know, it's like, so I think that that played a big part in it that they were just like, thought we were cool dudes, you know, like mm-hmm. and, uh, supported their band. And then, you know, and like, whatever dude like i said you know it only takes one of those guys and you get ryan or albert out there like kind of seeing along or moshing your band just being a cool dude and then all their their buddies are gonna do it you know like yeah i feel like the same thing if i was like yo catch me guys like you should like check this band out back in the day they would have and been like oh this band's cool you know like mm-hmm. that would that would have like held weight you know and i think zach and ryan then held a lot of weight with the oxnard dudes and so uh that's how you know they started coming around and then like you know, of course, like Roger and and and, and, and Max were both mm-hmm. like in hardcore bands, and then there were No Motive, which like, you know, that was another cool thing because like, No Motive was like a huge band to me. Like they were like famous, you know, mm-hmm. on Vagrant, and it was like, oh man, these guys are like they made it. They're like super legit, you know. Like they're in this, you know, they were touring or whatever, and it was like cool that they were just like dudes that would like hang out with us, you know, like yeah. Do you remember, do you remember, uh, I think we went to Oxnard one time, I think, and like the no motive dudes were like playing baseball or something like that. Do you remember that? We'd go play, uh, like softball or something, which I hate baseball and stuff, but like, yeah, (laughs) they're cool. Like, yeah, I remember like, like, I think Jeremy and Max and, 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 uh, Roger were definitely there. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Those guys were always around though. You know, looking back, it was like, you know, I kind of, I kind of didn't, I know, I knew those dudes were from Oxnard, but then I didn't know that they were, who they were until it's like, Oh, those are the guys in no motive. And it was like, that was a huge thing. Like 
Yeah. But, you know, at that time, like, I only listened, like, I didn't even know what was on MTV or the radio, like, but I didn't know Motive was this huge band, dude, like, Saves the Day style, like, yeah. they're cool and they're, like, like, they're chilling with us, and it was like, oh, this is cool, you know, like. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely, like, felt, I, I would always feel that, man, just, like, awestruck with people, you know, but, I mean, dude, they were just, most, most of the guys in the bands, they were so down to earth, you know, they were just like, we're just normal dudes, you know, like, that was, that was always huge to me, you know. It never like they're just like we're all, we're just like you, man. You know, like we just like playing. Uh, we just we're having we're up right now as far as being popular, but dude, anybody could be there the next day, you know. And and that was that was huge, man. And and I fully agree, man. It seems like there was seems like all the stars aligned, you know. Like, dude, all these scenes were going, and like this was probably excuse me, this was like, what, early, early 2000, maybe like late nineties, early 2000, would you say? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. Yeah. Late not, by the time you're in the band, I'd say like, yeah, late, probably early 2000, 2000 or mm-hmm. late 2000. It seemed just primed. Like <clears throat> it seemed like everything was just primed. Like, <clears throat> like just things were ready to go. You know, like there's all these bands coming up and just, I think, I think timing, maybe timing had a lot to do with stuff, you know, like, um, can you, um, can you, I know there was some, some bands would come and play Tatchby and, uh, some that stand out for me. Can you, can you talk about some of those? Uh, like, I mean, the big one for me, it was really dude, when the movie life, uh, played your garage, you know, that was like, what, you know, I thought I was in a parallel universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, yeah, I mean, the movie life is awesome band. Those dudes are still super cool dudes, good friends. Um, that was really cool. I mean, that, that happened basically because, uh, I don't know if you remember those, those dudes, Joey and Brandon. Uh, yeah. We used to roll out all the time. Um, I think that's who I heard movie life from anyways. Um, from Joey, worked at a record store. And, and uh, anyways, so like those dudes – we're always around and like, um, super cool dudes. And I can't, I don't know if that's where they got somehow the movie life got my, I guess email. I don't even know what you do back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, email. Um, anyways, they're on tour with kill your idols dude. And, uh, kill your idols was still one of my favorite bands. You still there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here to something weird. But anyways, they're, they're doing a tour with, uh, Kill Your Idols and Movie Life were doing a tour, you know, and I was like, oh, rad, you know, and then their show fell through and I tried to get a show at Jerry's and it just didn't work out. And it was kind of like, they were basically like, you know, they were, they were, I don't know where they're coming from, probably NorCal or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe like Arizona or something like that. But any, anyway, so they're like, oh man, we're just going to have a day off, you know? And so kind of threw out there like, Hey, let's have a house show, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, my parents who shout out to my parents were always <laughs> yeah. super cool. I mean, we did a couple house shows there, you know, like stay gold and I think champion played yeah. there. That's uh, crazy, man. You know, like some pretty rad bands. Like, yeah. I want to say like, was it carry on and good clean fun? Like I, there's a few dude, the purpose, maybe uh, there's a couple other bands, but anyways, that one was that the kid idols one was definitely like the most memorable one. Like as far yeah. as like a lot of dudes from, uh, Maybe Filter Fire played that. Like those dudes came out. Um, 
in that show. I mean, that was definitely one of the best shows in Tashby, I think, you know, and anyone was there was pumped and they, they still talk about it. Like, Oh yeah. Just yeah. Like, it was just fun, dude. The killer idols dudes were so cool. And like, again, like they're legendary dude, like just, you know, New York hardcore dudes, man, like being able to hang out with those dudes and just like pick their brain afterwards. And like, you know, they're telling these cool, like sheer terror stories and all this stuff, dude. And like, <laughs> just like the coolest dudes. And then of course the movie life guys, like, you know, I still see Vinny a couple times a year, talk to him like, you know, once a week or whatever. It's just yeah. cool dude. Um, he always comes up and hangs out with Joe Martin at his place out here. So like that show, like really, uh, solidified some, uh, relationships. And like when we, when we go to the East coast, you know, uh, Andy or whoever would, uh, from Killer Isles would help us get shows in New York and Long mm-hmm. Island at like record stores or whatever, like cool little places. Uh, we'd go see them when they'd come out and still the same with movie life. Like when they come out, I go hang out and stuff and they're still tearing it up. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, American Nightmare played Tatchby, which is pretty rad. Um, yeah, definitely. The first tour, or maybe the second, one of the second tours. Uh, and it was cool, like, because, dude, at that time, though, like, there were so many kids in Tatchby into hardcore. Yeah. Like, there's still kids, I, people, well, they're not kids anymore, they're adults now that I'll see, and they'll be like, oh, dude, I had a band, like, and they'll be like, yeah, my band played with you back in the day, and I'm like, it's kind of sad. It's like, man, I don't, I don't remember. Like, oh yeah, we were this like metal band, like like you know, singy. What it's like, oh, that's I was probably outside when you played, but like <laughs> my jam. But like, that's cool, you know. Like a lot of bands were like, and kids were just doing bands all over the place. You know, I, yeah. I wish Tatchby would have. I mean, that's gone now, dude. Like, there's nobody. There's like one band from Tatchby that I do that ran the Devil's Den <laughs> does. You know, uh, Time to Kill, mm-hmm. and uh, they're cool, man. But like, they don't really. I don't know if they play, don't play a lot or I, maybe I'm just out of the loop and I, they play all the time and I just don't know about it. But, <laughs> but you know, that back then dude, like people wanted to play Tatchby dude. Like, right. It was almost better than Bakersfield because at Tatchby, like every kid that came out was like pumped dude. Was, there was no, mm-hmm. like, there was no spectators. Like at a Jerry's pizza show, you might get some like random, like those Bakersfield knuckleheads do that were like, yeah, you know, crust punks one day and then like Nazis the next day, like those idiots. Like yeah. they weren't Tatchby, dude. Like, so like everyone at the Tatchby show was like there. Their parents were dropping them off, giving them money to buy merch. You know, like <laughs> yeah, super cool, dude. Like, even the parents, all those kids must have been cool, dude. They're just like, yeah, here you go, man. Like, see you in a couple hours. Like, Tapa <laughs> or at the uh, I can't remember if it was Danny or Donnie who would hook up those shows at the at the, uh, the Catholic Church. Those were some rad shows, you know. Right. Like, yeah. Breaking. Measures played there. Uh, you know, there's some rad shows there. Um, remember if that I remember one. What's that? I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead. No. I, I'm... I, uh, I remember that one. Uh, there was one. It was across the tracks. It was like in a, a garage type thing. Yeah. And it, if I remember correctly, dude, I want to say... I want to say either Carry. I know Carry On played one of those, and Good Clean Fun played, and I think did Fields of Fire play that too? There was one like that, and it was just like, are you kidding me? Like this, what is going on here? You know, like just the just these huge bands. Uh, at least for me, they were huge, and just playing at like this garage across the tracks in this tiny town, and uh, man, that just, I mean. 
what what a time, you know? <laughs> I think that was the Warriors' first show, dude, when they were like Legion of Doom. <laughs> I think Terrence even like was like kind of like their they had two singers maybe for like like one 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 or two songs. I got a tape of it somewhere of their Legion of Doom uh demo. Uh-huh. But I I think that was that uh Fields of Fire. I, mean, I don't know if it's Fields of Fire, but definitely good clean fun and uh carry on. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um dude, for a minute, um let's see. Maybe we can talk a bit about Ojai. Um, I, cause I feel like at least in that time, dude, the women's club was just like the place to be right. You know, I mean, everybody and their cousin was just dying to, to play there. You know, do you want to speak about that a minute? Yeah. Ohio was super cool, man. Um, said so I, I kind of grew up there going there with Ryan and BJ, we go skate there. So I kind of knew the town and, uh, like I knew those dudes like JP from, from Ohio, like the super cool dude that rode you for like mad ball and stuff like huh. so it's kind of like a, a rich hardcore history of like the dudes there like so when they someone i don't remember who the first one to book that show though was there like right away dude i jumped on it I, I was already booking shows like not that it was anything special but like i basically just wanted to play shows so i thought the easiest way to play shows was to book shows you know yeah and so that's why like at jerry's pizza uh there's the gate in bakersfield um you know, I would, I did Pat's warehouse. Like I was booking anywhere, skate street. Like I just call the people that ran it, you know, I'm like, Hey, do you want to do a show? Especially they'd already done a show. And so whoever ran Ohio, and I can't remember who it was, but like me and me and Ryan Garrett, dude, like kind of hooked it up because you have to go get a key uh-huh. and you have to the key off. So it's kind of like, unless, unless we could find a kid there that we trusted to do that. Like, so you had to get a deposit and all stuff. So like oh, me and Ryan kind of, me and Ryan Garrett, like, kind of we're doing that, you know, and dude, we'd book, we booked a lot of shows there. Not, not even just for, for, uh, for diehard, you know, like, yeah, I just book random shows if a band was coming through. And of course I like, I would try to get diehard on all shows. Like, but there's times where we couldn't play all the shows that sure I was book we were booking. So, um, but Ohio was definitely probably my favorite place to ever go to shows and, and oh, play yeah. shows like the kids and then then the kids from Ohio were super cool too you know like they're yeah. almost like like those kids were so pumped like just to like you know those kids started doing bands like bear trap and like these little kid bands and stuff that's like mm-hmm. super rad and then uh which reminds me of Zarian the dude Zarian check it out has a band called Charman which <laughs> is like this Ohio like a uh, legend of this like boogeyman kind of thing dude but like huh him, him and some Ohio dudes I think Tony from In Control is in that band like they're like huh. a rock and like super cool though. But anyways, just remind me of that thinking, huh. thinking of all the high kids. That, that place was amazing, man. I, I really wish that, uh, you know, I'd kept track of all the shows that happened there that we went to or played, but there was just so many, man. And, and you'd have these shows that were just like three, four incredible bands all in one at one show. You know what I mean? Like this, where you couldn't, like these bands wouldn't congregate in one spot. Like this wasn't happening in other part, parts of the country, as far as I understand, you know, I mean, you know, you'd get just these remarkable well, shows. It was cool back then too. Cause like now it seems like everything's a, a package tour and I'm not too hip on all the hardcore stuff, you know, like bands that are actually touring, but it seems like 
a lot of bands are coming out, you know, three bands at a time. And I remember like Count Me Out and uh, Faded Gray doing that a lot. Like even with Death by Stereo for a little bit, but like, I remember like, it seemed like every time Faded Gray would come through, like Count Me Out would be with him, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Those bands rule, you know? Um, but it was cool. Like he, so I could book a show and like, you know, hit up a uh, over body dudes, Dan. And like, they would come out to play with, uh, you know, Hey, whoever dude, kill your idols was playing. Oh, hi. And, and some San Diego band that was like a pretty good draw would want to come out too. So like, you got a good mix of like, or, or like even like when a, a touring band would come through, like, you know, in control play or, or some, some of these bands would jump on the show or they, they'd want to play the show, you know? And mm-hmm. so we we're able to get, like you're saying, get like, you know, a bunch of like rad bands on one show. Yeah. And then like with Dire Youth, like, I mean, like, we definitely, uh, I mean, like we did, we always did good at those shows and like we could always play a show and draw some kids, but like we never really had to get paid mm-hmm. like, that much. So like we were able to hopefully fun flow that money to the bands that were touring. So like, I think people wanted to play cause they knew they were going to get a fair shake. Mm-hmm. At Ohio. Um, yeah, there's some rad shows there. I mean like that, that death measures, striking distance shows. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, there's that one, like, looking back, it's like American Nightmare, Striking Distance, Death Threat, and Terror or something crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, crazy shows, dude, that were like, man, like, and dude, there'd be, I don't even know how, like, we definitely would get more people than, than we're supposed to, you know, the floor. Oh, yeah. Dude, like. Yeah. Our dudes, Madball from freaking Oxnard would freaking mosh and shake <laughs> the face, dude, like. <laughs> crazy like that place ruled man and it was it was fairly far right i mean dude it took it took what an how how far did you say it would take from tattery to get there i I don't think it's too much farther than actually going to like ventura but Uh like hours i mean i think two hours was good like you you can get there pretty easy you said we had to take that one windy road so yeah but dude, we'd go there multiple times a week. You know, I can remember like three times a week going to Ohio for shows. Yeah, I'd play there and then you'd go see two people you want to see or just go to hang out, dude. Like Man. Yeah, there's always some something cool going on there. That that place was amazing. Man, I, I feel very lucky to uh you know, people maybe on the East Coast or whatever have crazy venues and stuff like that. But uh you know, they were, I'd say they're few and far between in, in California for, for really special. And I feel like that place was, was huge, you know, for me at least. I mean, it was so laid back, you know, there was, there was hardly ever any drama as far as I, I knew, you know, um, you know, it seemed like everybody get, got along and everybody, all the bands were supported and it just seemed like a kind of a golden age, you know, for me, it seemed like. Yeah. I, I think dude, like, honestly, like at that time, it was just a cool I said, maybe I, we're just naive, dude, but like, maybe <laughs> looking back, like we could go play Shea Cafe, dude. And like, people were cool, man. Like all those, there's some legit old heads in San Diego that, you know, yeah. like shows and like, yeah, they might not like our band, dude, but like whatever we do an unbroken cover and like, they'd go insane, dude, which I get it. Like it's a cover, but like, you know, like. But, and those dudes are cool. Like Rob and those guys were super mm-hmm. cool and like always supportive, dude. Like I said, I, I don't think these dudes really liked our band per se. Yeah. I mean, at the end, dude, like the seven inch is cool. You know, seven inch could have been really good. Minus one song and, and the, the LP, like, I think if we would have known better, could have turned out better, just cut some songs out of it. But, uh, those dudes 
I don't know if they said, I don't know if they even listened to a record we ever did, but like a lot of those dudes from even like San Diego and, you know, the Kill Your Isles dudes, like the, whatever, the freaking striking distance dudes and first step guys, like, I don't think they were like super down for our band. They're just, and then they're just down for like kids that were cool and we were cool. We we're supportive. So they supported us. So mm-hmm. everyone was like that. I think like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of these bands, dude, like, you know, hit the deck annihilation time. Like, you know, everyone, like I was never, I was, I wasn't smart enough to like it. Annihilation time when I was seeing them, I'm like, <laughs> you know, sound like what wasn't my thing back then. And now I appreciate it a lot more. And like, Mm-hmm. but everyone liked him because Fred Hammer was a rad dude you know yeah. like he was just like the man you know so like mm-hmm. that's what was cool you know like yeah. there's a I mean I'm trying to think of all the all the Oxnard bands like Within a Dream and some of these bands that oh, were like yeah. kind of terrible dude <laughs> but, but uh, the dudes <laughs> in the world, like well I'm gonna go see him because they're cool you know like yeah. not really my music but like you know I, I really you know they're cool so the dudes oh I agree cool. I agree. I, everyone was like that, you know. Pat's Warehouse was like that. Uh, the living room. Uh, I mean, I, I think the only places that weren't like that, dude, really were like the Orange County places back then. Like, yeah, like Chain Reaction and, and Showcase, but they were just kind of like there was definitely some some egos there. But at the end of Die Hard, dude, like we were playing, you know, we were headlining at, at Chain Reaction some of those shows, and we were doing good, man. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we definitely won some people over, and I still, you know, I'll run into people in Oxnard and LA and stuff, and like, oh man, randomly, you know, at shows and stuff, people like remember us. So I uh-huh. guess cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was crazy. People say, "Oh, Dire Juice," like I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> have bad taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I totally understand. Um, you know, I. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing. I think the timing of everything, and and I think there's definitely a lot of factors for for the bands and the scenes and just just the time. Uh, uh, but the crazy thing is, man, as far as I understand, like Oxnard's doing really well as far as their scene is concerned. As far as I understand, you oh, know, yeah. so Oxnard's it seems like things are doing great. You know, yeah, Oxnard dude, that band Dead Heat is like super good super active uh they got there's a little kid band called civil conflict dude they're like freshmen in high school like they rip dude uh huh omega point is another band that i've seen a couple times and they're like super rad dudes uh Stu's like he's always on a 185 miles south with zach like their band's super cool um i just went to uh, the warriors played there with terror a couple weeks back oh um, wow Dude, and it, it was rad. Like, it reminded me, like, it was at this, like, kind of bar place. It was, it was a cool spot, but, uh, dude, it was the same exact, like, vibe, though, dude. Like, just a bunch of Oxnard dudes and, like, uh-huh. material, and, like, just going off, dude. Like, I mean, Warriors obviously killed it, man. Like, mm-hmm. they, they some new songs, and, like, their set was awesome. And then, uh, can't remember. Oh, this band Dare played there. Cool. They're, like, a, whatever, Orange County band. Um, yeah, I think I've heard of them. And, uh, and then Terror, man, man, Terror tore it up with their, they played some old songs. It was cool, but like the, the vibe was cool. It reminded me of legit Oxnard, you know, like, uh-huh. and then like, I think there was a show the next day with like some Oxnard bands, dude. And so like that show was like hundreds of people. And then the show the next night was, oh, it was the Dead Heat, like a uh, video shoot. I saw videos huh. of that. 
crazy, dude. So like back to back nights of shows just being like out of control. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> definitely like like whatever flowing right now. They got a, they got a good thing going. So that's awesome, man. That's 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 really awesome to hear. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure in in time these things like go up and down uh, as far as popularity and stuff. But I that's amazing to me. I I think that's really great, and I I hope and continues, man. I mean, I. I can't say I'm like super up on the game, but I, I, it's nice to hear that sort of thing. Um, dude, for a minute, let's, let's talk about ill communication, man. You know, we got to talk about that. Um, I mean, I, I know the gist behind it. Uh, you got, you have Roger in there. Uh, Roger from no motive is in there. Um, Donnie and Danny from warriors fame. Um, and Joe Martin, dude, warriors guy. Uh, Old school, empty-handed. Just, just throwing that out there. Um, how, how was that for you, dude? You know, are is it? Are you just pumped just to do something? I mean, uh, you just, you just pumped just to hang out with some friends, that sort of thing. Yeah, dude. It's, it's a, uh, it's super cool right now. Uh, my but our buddy Matt and and Chris Cribb. You probably remember him from Wowie. Uh, yeah, he plays drums now. Uh, Stan and Donnie are just too far away. Uh, oh I yeah. Think to help out in future stuff um and man and chris are super rad but yeah i mean dude like joe me and joe and roger i mean I, I see roger a lot way more now than i you know in the last couple of years just because he's always at joe's man and we go out there and hang out and roger's obviously one of the best dudes ever um absolutely we're good musician just super cool dude man so like and we've always chatted about like oh we should do a oxnard you know attach whatever thing and Joe's got plenty of time. He's got a studio. Um, so just been, did literally been talking about it for years, uh, doing something. And I don't even know how just one day Roger think just basically just did it, dude. Sat <laughs> <laughs> down with his guitar and like, bro, I'm like, dude, let's do like a demo thing. And like, he's like, all right, dude, like, like that's like six songs, in like six minutes or something, you know? So like, <laughs> basically that one song kind of flows from one to the other. And like, he legit like is, you know, such a genius at writing music that he probably just sat there and wrote it in one <laughs> go through and all those different changes and whatever. And then, uh, yeah. So like we did basically, he, he recorded it all, gave me it and wrote some lyrics. Um, we've played some shows. It's cool, man. we got some new, new songs. I'll send them to you. Uh, we're going to be on the Oxnard comp, which is super red. Zach, Sweet. Zach, with some dudes um it's all the oxnard bands right now um that's awesome we made it onto that which we're kind of oxnard attached be so um super pumped on that dude so shout out to zach and be on the lookout for that record it's gonna be on vinyl um sweet i'm not sure the name of it uh i just drew a blank anyways listen to mile south he'll talk about it um no i like in the, like the whole thing with that band too is like I just wanted to pay tribute to like all the bands. that's kind of still, uh, mean something to me, the lyrics, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. whatever, if you listen to it, it's on Spotify and stuff. You like pretty much every, every lyric is stolen from a band, (laughs) Um, like a band name or record name or song name. Um, I'm going to say like 98% of every. So if you're like into Easter eggs, (laughs) Every single lyric pretty much is a, a, a shout out to a band and you'll see the art that Donnie did for the, the, the demo cover is pretty sweet with all the 
the records behind it. Um, the the all, green one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, yeah. I don't know if you zoom in on it, there's, you know, just a bunch of record covers behind it, but, um, that was kind of the whole pro the whole thought with that dude is like, well, and you know, we ended up, we did that demo and I was like, yeah, this is cool dude. We, I never knew if we'd play a show or whatever. And we, we've done some shows and I never knew if we'd do more music. Um, and we've done, we've got like four songs now that they're, they're a little bit more structured, like hardcore songs, like not just so like one long song, but, um, but Joe's Joe Martin's writing some of that with the guitar him and Roger. So, um, I'd like to eventually, like one day I want to, I want to record an LP with something and put it out in vinyl. So yeah, whatever. anyone wants to put out a bill communication, uh, vinyl, let me know <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a full length, you know, like we got a bunch of diehard and with or without you seven inches, but, uh, I would yeah. like to have a video just to show my kids, you know? So, um, that, doing yeah, that, it's fun. like I said, it's, it's all definitely awesome just to like, hanging out with Joe and Joe and Roger for the most part, you know, when we were yeah. recording, um, my buddy, Matt, uh, he, he also has a little recording thing. So like we'll demo songs with him. And, uh, when he, when we write those four, when we wrote those four songs. So, um, but that project's cool, man. Like just, it's fun, you know, nothing serious. We don't have like, we were, we were actually going to play, we've been offered to play a bunch of shows, but the warriors were doing their record, which, I don't know if you listen to the new Warriors record. It's oh, yeah. Super, um, Roger killed it on that one, too, you know, production-wise, recording-wise. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. The songs are great. The art's great, dude. Like, I can't say enough about it, dude. It's definitely yeah. my pick so far. I mean, I jam it all the time. Um, but uh, so those guys were doing that. So we really, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to push the band. You know, Roger's got a million things going on. So Oh, I'm sure. I would, we definitely would like to play more. We've talked about it and we'll eventually do it. I guess if this, uh, pandemic ever ends or whatever, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to work out a way that, uh, I know I've seen some people doing like the, like plane shows online, you know, just like for donations. <laughs> I was like, but I guess it doesn't really work the same way. You know, if you're a hardcore band and, and, you know, like people could be moshing at home, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, if you had a, uh, you know, you're, you all lived in the same town right? space. You could do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Vinny, Vinny Karuna is doing that. He does some, uh, live shows. You can, you can uh, like buy a ticket and watch them. They're pretty cool. A lot of people are doing that, man. I, I'm trying to think of any bands. Yeah. I, I, there's definitely bands doing stuff like that. So, <laughs> I don't know how well it'll translate to, to hardcore, but you know, where, where there's a will, there's a way, you know, <laughs> I think, um, um, well, all right, dude, I have some just ridiculous questions that, uh, I feel like I should make this, this part of, of the standard podcast, just silly either or questions. I feel like, um, so here's a couple of these guys. So, uh, moshing or sing-alongs. What do I like to do? Or well, or, yeah, either. Like, if you got to pick one, man, are you gonna are you gonna mosh or are you gonna sing along? Which ones? Which ones your jam? It depends on the band, you know. Like, <laughs> certain bands, like I want to sing along to. And other ones, I want to like gets me all fired up, dude. Well, if you had to pick one, uh, I'll say sing along because I'm old. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. What about what about stage dives 
or high fives. Oh, I love a stage dive, dude. Yeah, I know. I know you do, man. I know. I feel like that was kind of a silly question. I knew you're going to answer that, but you know, for the, for the listeners at home, um, how about, um, roll with the punches or life less plagued? Oh, life less plagued, dude. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's a, that's a, uh, I think that's a record that is, I mean, I, I hope people like it now. I definitely, I've been to a couple of shows over the years and I've seen kids cover carry on songs. Um, wow. Life less plague. I, I, I really like that record. It was time and a place too. You know, when that record came out, like we're, we're homies with carry on, you know, Todd put out the, with the diehard youth seven inch. Um, and that was right before all that. So like, and I've always liked carry on, but like that record really, you know, that's when, and, and, and carry on kind of like brought that, like a little bit of danger to the shows, dude. Ryan would be kicking yeah. fools in the face and stuff, you know, like, that's true. And I, I kind of like that dude. Like, uh, yeah. I'm not saying to be like a full on dick, but like, you know, I love to run up and punch Marshall in the neck. Probably <laughs> chop Morgan in his tooth and break it or whatever. But, uh, I liked that, that, and that, that reminds me of that dude, like going to shows and it being like a little bit, not just so like, you know, your grandma can get in the pit, dude. It was kind of like, <laughs> dude, like this is fun, but it's like a little dangerous, aggro, dude, nothing wrong with a little aggro. <laughs> I, uh, I fully, I fully understand that one, man. Uh, shows are fun when, you know, it was a little scary. There's a little bit of fear in your heart, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> Um, how about, uh, youth of today or no way Jose? I like youth of today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a winner. I, I agree with you on that one. Um, I think I, I listen to him more now than I did back in the day, but back in the day, man, I, I would listen to all those old bands, you know, like age of Coral is probably like still my favorite hardcore record of all time, but like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I really love side by side, but like, never got to see those bands. So they don't really hold the same, uh, they don't have the same emotional attachment, dude, that like, you know, uh, you know, we went on that little, little jaunt with, you know, count me out and no my dead body. We played that in, uh, Oregon. That <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That count me out record or the, the my dead body LP that was out at the time that sink or swim. And it's like, uh, or whatever, whatever. Anyways, the, the, uh, <laughs> record. And, uh, I think of that, dude, you know, like it's, yeah. you know, it's like, it's fun memories, dude. Like, you know, so like if I want to listen, you know, like I do like you today, but like even the first step records do like those dudes, it's kind of the same, same style of music and the same vibe, dude. But like I got emotional connection to those records. So, yeah, but I do listen to you today a lot now. Like I, started buying records again and they've done some reissues at Rev Lance at Rev but not the, the uh, reissues um, so I, I back you today for sure that's awesome man I go see him live now yeah <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I listen to him I'll listen to him uh, how about um, Straight Edge or perhaps Blue Ribbon oh man <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a beer snob so. <laughs> I had a feeling I had to put this one out there. Uh, you know, I, I kind of knew the answer already, but, um, you know, I, I would honestly, and I said, I'm a beer snob. So like, I would rather not drink a beer than bring it, drink a half through liver. So I'm going straight. Ahead. <laughs> uh, that's probably a good choice, man. That's, that's... I'll bring it to someone. if I see him drinking a path blue ribbon, 
Ryan <laughs> yeah. that dude, and I'll I'll kick it out of his hand, dude. <laughs> you'll you'll like yeah. So you'll you'll turn straight edge if you if you see the paps. I I I would, I would do that before I drink a paps. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fair enough fair enough um and and this one you know i just had to ask because i feel like uh this is a difficult maybe the most difficult question of the of the podcast um hard times or don't tread on me don't tread on me for for me yeah Uh, yeah i mean not that either one i mean they're both awesome but oh yeah yeah Definitely. Don't try to me makes me want to uh, mosh people. Yeah. <laughs> Smash into them. <laughs> Especially if they're holding the paps. If they're, if, if oh. don't try to me comes on and they're holding the paps, um, just look oh, out really. Dude. Watch out for <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Donkey kick, dude. <laughs> the metal mosh. Yeah. That's the spirit, man. That's the spirit. Um, dude, well, I, it's, uh, I think we're, we're, we're running out of time here, but, um, I, I, I do want to say like, do you have like ways, are you on the, the social medias, you know, are you on the, the Twitters and the, I know you're on Instagram, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I personally am on Instagram and, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, I'm a fireman. So like I got a lot of downtime at work, but we're not training or doing stuff like i got some time to look at that i don't want to look at it at home um but yeah i'm on i'm on, I'm on social media for sure um how can we can, how can the folks out there get a hold of you and and give you a hard time for for dissing paps blue ribbon oh shoot um I'm trying to think i think on instagram i'm andy diehard because i i didn't know that you couldn't change your name once you're on there so <laughs> I, um and then I think on uh, tw- on Twitter and Facebook, it's just Andy French here. Gotcha. Um, Ill communication is on Twitter and Facebook and sweet all that. Uh, I think Joe Joe Martin does the Instagram one, but the the Twitter and the Facebook one I do. But uh, yeah, if anyone wants to chat, if you're an old friend from back in the day, you just want to flame Andy for for any reason. Yeah, you know. You know, I suck. I'm, I'm <laughs> short, old. Uh, all things I've heard before, but it's always good to reconnect. <laughs> well, dude, thank you like so much for this, man. Uh, this has been a blast, and uh, you know, it's really for me at least. It's 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 been reminiscing about some some dudes and some places and some bands that uh, you know I haven't thought about in a long time. And uh, so, thank you so much, dude. It's been I, I definitely. Like, don't want this to be the last time you're on the podcast. You know, I want you to come back and and we'll maybe discuss just like, dude, just bands or scenes or whatever, dude. You know, I just maybe we'll get multiple people and, uh, you know, we'll be able to, to, to do it that way. So thank you. Thank you so much again, dude. Any any last words, man? Anything you want to shout out to the people out there? Oh, thanks for doing the, the podcast, man. I mean, like documenting this Tashby stuff. I know it's not a big deal to the current hardcore whatever uh scene uh going on right now in 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 the world or whatever but i do think there's a group of people that not even just from tashby that will be uh stoked on this that like we're part of it you know like maybe not from tashby but like played a huge part in in us getting out there and making friends and stuff mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like, just I, I, I think it's cool you're doing this. Um, a lot of people always ask about Tashby, and I, I think it's rad because um, so many of us are still friends. Mm-hmm. 20, shoot, man, over 20 years, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I talked about this with Donnie a lot, you know, like, and, and, and Marshall and these dudes when I talked to them a lot, and Morgan, um, you know, it's cool, man, because, like, we've been friends for so long and we're still friends, you know, like, I don't know many people that have been friends with anybody for 20 years, you know, they, they bounce from friend to friend to friend, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it's pretty rad that like all of us are still hanging out. You know, I see Scotty Baker and talk to Terrence still, um, all these dudes I want to shout out, but, uh, I think it's cool that you're doing this and it's going to help like reconnect everybody. And, uh, not that we're not already connected, but it's just like another, uh, solidifies it even more that you're yeah. back. So yeah, you need to get the right on here. Uh, if he listens to this, I would like love to hear from him. That's the only dude that I don't think I've talked to in a long time. Everyone else is, we were in contact pretty good dude. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I appreciate you doing this Dave and I definitely yeah. look forward to more episodes, man. Yeah, Props. definitely. Definitely. <laughs> well, thanks dude. Thank you. And, uh, thanks everyone for listening and supporting. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, there, there will be more, I promise. Uh, we'll get different people and I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. So, um, thanks again, everyone. Thanks again, Andy. Uh, it's, it's totally been a blast. 